Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. Good morning. In English, I say to you, good morning. And this is our last day together in 1 Samuel. But Monday, we start Hebrews. But I should have made a cake and we could have cut it and like celebrated. We made it through 1 Samuel. We learned a lot of lessons, haven't we? I hope you have. I really do. If this has been a blessing to you, these send me a note, send me a red velvet cake, send me something, send me a rubber band, I'll take anything. No, I just opened some notes today uh, that my assistant Nina gave to me of people saying, this has been an encouragement to me. So I'm, I thank God that I can do it. All right, I'm going to give you a number. Tell me what, what's the significance of this number. 935. No, fooled you. It's not the time. This is the 935th devotional that God's helped me to do. Starting in Florida during the pandemic. God is good. I have to be thankful. And some of you have written me and told me you've been there since we first started. I think I started with Philippians. I'm not sure. Can't remember. But anyway, our last one on 1 Samuel. So we've read chapter 31. I just want you to pick up this atmosphere. Saul is dying. His sons, Jonathan, his other two sons dying. Everyone's dying. So Saul and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men died together that same day. When the Israelites across the valley and those across the Jordan, along the valley and those across the Jordan saw that the army had fled and that Saul and his sons had died, they abandoned their towns and fled. And the Philistines came and occupied them. So let's go over this again. It's interesting to me. Who were the people in covenant with God, the Philistines or the Israelites? Israelites. Who were circumcised according to the instruction given Abraham? The Israelites or the Philistines? No, the Israelites, they called the Philistines the uncircumcised. No sign of the covenant. Who could say our forefathers are Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? The Philistines or the Israelites? Who had received the law under Moses through angels? Philistines or the Israelites? Who's getting the beatdown of their life to the point of death? The Philistines or the Israelites? Hey, the movie's not supposed to finish this way. The cavalry's supposed to come and save the good guys. So what's the lesson of all that? Just because you can say, I got baptized when I was 14. I read the Bible once in a while. I go to church sometimes. No. Why did they lose? Because they had turned their back on God from the leader all the way down. They worshiped idols. They were resistant to God. And thus, death surrounds them. And notice... They're on the defensive now, and this affects other people. When you and I lose out with God, you think it's just us that get affected? No, it's our children, it's our families, it's people around us. Everyone's on the defensive. They're dead or they're running. That describes some churches today in America and around the world. They're dead or they're running, running away, not to the battle line to fight, away, defensive, running. It's too much. We can't take it. Look what's going on. But John 10.10 says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross and poured out the Holy Spirit 
and made it available for all of us so that we could live victorious lives, fighting the good fight of faith, not running. Are you running? Are you running away from what God called you to do? Are you defenses and full of fear, defensive and full of fear? Are you laying in bed at night, biting your nails and wondering, oh, what's going to happen next? That's not the life Christ called you to. Paul says somewhere, uh, we are more than more than conquerors, not just conquerors, more than conquerors. Saul, at the end of his life, has death, darkness, and running, and fear, and defeat just everywhere. Why? Because if you turn from God, you lose the only hope you have. The only strength you need, the, the, the strength that you need, is in God and God alone. Ministers lose out with God. Think of the ministers just this year. Think of ministers who have changed their tune 20 years ago, 15 years ago. They were preaching the truth as it's found in the Bible, as it's found in Jesus. And now to fit in with the culture or to get a following or to be clever or not to be thought simplistic or not to go against the flow, they're preaching total, absolute nonsense. And defeat and death are going to follow because you can't, your arms are too short. My arms are too short to box with God. Let's serve God today. What I get out of 1 Samuel reading it and rereading it over and over again is Samuel looked to God and though people probably laughed at him and said, who's Samuel? He's the hero, one of the heroes of that book. David trusting only in God with a sling kills a giant. Why? Because God is with him. I'd rather have God with me than a million dollars or five million dollars or or the, the applause of the, the media. What does that mean when we die? Listen up, y'all. We're going to die one day. And what will anything matter except I serve the Lord Jesus Christ? Let's be his servants today. Let's walk with him and trust him. And one day, all of us are going to, you know what we'll do in heaven? We can talk about, well, listen, we'll worship him for like 10,000 years without stopping. And then when we talk in that fellowship, we can talk about when we went through 1 Samuel and, and, we're, and we were all reminded how great is our God. Let's serve him today and praise him with a happy spirit. See you Monday. We begin the book of Hebrews. God bless you. Amen.